Alright. It's hard to get comfortable because the more you think about it, the less comfortable you feel. <laughs> if you don't think about it, you're like, yeah, you can sit on anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can sit on a bed of nails. But as soon as you start thinking, oh, I'm not comfortable, then it's like, ah, everything hurts, even the softest. You're leaving this in. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm James. And I'm Nathan. And Callum's not here. Callum, unfortunately, can't join us today, which is really disappointing because we had planned this episode, like bonus episode about movie, game and music piracy, which a couple, you know, a few episodes ago when we're talking about, you know, rating systems, classifications for games and movies, we actually hint like started a discussion about piracy and we we went so off topic from the actual movie ratings thing that I don't think we even correctly uh, like <laughs> a, a, like we, we set out yeah. yeah it's like we set out to talk about movie ratings and video game ratings and then we kind of left that behind and so that episode kind of not didn't end up being about that um, but yeah we did start talking about piracy and you know we thought we could do a whole episode on that and then during the Dark Crystal episode. We talked even more about piracy, I think, towards the end. And so we thought we'd do a whole bonus episode just about that. And then, of course, life gets in the way and Callum can't make it. So, unfortunately, we'll have to do it without him. But I think there's a lot to talk about. En- enough to talk about that we can, uh, you know, have still have a pretty... We can still have a really good discussion. Beefy discussion. Yeah. Um, well, all my notes are out of order. That's okay. So we, we'll just pick somewhere to start. And see where and we start and see where we go. So we were. Well, let's talk about generally. We, how about we just start at the basics? Yeah. Let's describe in a modern context what piracy is, because it's not really theft. Yeah. So piracy is not theft. It's piracy. Yeah. But it's, what does that mean? It means un. Or it means unlawful or technically stealing in the way of copying something that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. I mean in in internet piracy it's basically illegal downloading pretty much or illegal sharing. Yeah. Um I mean there still is but there still is real piracy but it doesn't happen for what we're well, talking about. Yeah. That's if you want to listen to I about saw, real piracy not this uh, podcast. Yeah. Please. No, we'll do a Captain Phillips uh, <laughs> review. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm but, sure there's a Somali piracy podcast somewhere you can go listen to. Oh, wow. That would be I, I got to look that up. <laughs> I would listen to that. This but this is not that podcast. No, this is not that. <laughs> um but yeah like basically i think all it all started back in the ye olde days of limewire <laughs> yeah you know and it's like the, the fight gates opened yeah and it's basically file sharing it's yeah. like if someone had a file on their computer and uploaded it to the internet everyone could kind of take a piece and you know share it around and download and, it on their own computer and then they could share it again and the whole torrent um, infrastructure came from that, basically. Yeah. The ability to, if everyone has a certain file, mm. you can split, like people can download from many different sources at once yeah. to get it quicker. Yeah. And I guess that enabled piracy a little bit because it yeah. allows people to sort of well, propagate and share and get it and get information quicker. Yeah. I mean, first off, we should say that this episode is not well-researched. <laughs> yeah. We're just spitballing. Yeah. And we're not but, pro-piracy, necessarily. Well... Here's here's a disclaimer for for any law enforcement listening. Um, we we're not advocating piracy. We're not admitting to any piracy. We may or may not have done, but as we'll discuss, especially here in Australia, it's hard to avoid. Exactly, it's impossible to avoid, and it's a big problem not with the pirates, but with the companies releasing the media in the official capacity or not releasing it, which is we'll talk about, that's where the problem lies. Don't blame don't blame the addict, blame the drug dealer kind of thing, you know? Yeah. B- blame but, the pharmaceutical company. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's exactly right. It's like you know what? It's like, yeah, you got pharmaceutical companies, you look at America for example, yeah. they're charging like what is it, like $700 for insulin yeah. and people just go across the border Canada. and buy it from Canada. Yeah. So it's like, don't blame the little kid in India who can't, you know, see a movie who downloads it. Blame the giant mega corporation who, you know, 
people make it too inaccessible. Exactly. Who make and, it extremely expensive. And so hopefully this episode will go into a little depth about why this happens. Mm, yeah. Like, because to understand piracy, we have to understand the root causes. Yeah. And a lot of this is to do with the studios and the companies that own them. Exactly. Um, and their willingness or unwillingness to release things everywhere. Yeah. That's the thing. I think we'll start there. In Australia, see, in America, piracy is kind of like only weirdos and neckbeards and hacker kids do it, you know? Yeah. In Australia, everyone does it. Like my auntie pirates stuff, you know? Young, may or may old, not. Your auntie may, may, or, may or may not, not. pirate I'm stuff. not throwing her under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> to the but, best of your knowledge, it is unclear yeah. on whether, how she got those files. Yeah, oh, I can't recall. No comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like... In Australia, just everyone does it. It's almost part of the kind of modern movie-going culture or music listening or video game playing culture. I would say that's fair. In Australia. In America, like, they have more access to things. And that's what it's all about, access. Yes. And so, for them, it's like if if you pirate stuff, it's kind of like a weird thing, you know, and especially with all the, you know, mega corporation, the propaganda against pirates... They're, they're kind of like, oh, only only weird people pirate. But in Australia, everyone does it. Like, it's just a normal thing. Well, the, and why is that? Yeah. It's because a lot of the times we don't get releases here. Exactly. Or they release them like a month after everywhere yeah. else. Sometimes even longer. I think John Wick 2, remember? When was, that, like three, that, was it like three months? Yeah, it was, it was such a long, long way. And yeah, there are a lot of movies, video games. We'll talk about movies, but video games and mo- well, uh, we music can do as well. We'll, we'll, discuss, general, yeah, we'll general. discuss them each on their own because yeah. each have separate, I true, think. True, true, yeah. But like just there are movies where by the time we get an official release in Australia, there are Blu-rays out you overseas. Can just, you can just buy, so buy you can them either or import, even just... Yeah, you can either import them and your money's not going to the Australian economy anyway or you just download them. Oftentimes as well, we'll only get the DVD here which sucks. And for, so for you, people like yeah. us, it sucks. So if you want the HD, if you want the Blu-ray, if you want, if you're like me and you want to collect, you know, if you want a physical Blu-ray collection, you have to import it um, or download it. You know, recently um, I've been using a Blu-ray player a lot more. I used to just be like, it's streaming, I'll fine, mm. uh, it's fine. But now that I'm using my Blu-ray player more, I really appreciate the the, the picture upgrade, the niceties yeah. of it. So, I really do value that physical media. Yeah. I mean, for me, who, like, is a collector who wants to have a big Blu-ray library, a physical collection, it's very difficult in Australia where really you've only got JB Hi-Fi, which is our sort of electronics kind of movie game store. That's it. Other than that... It's Amazon, maybe. Yeah, but that's not a brick and mortar no. store. And even then, the Australian Amazon is pathetic. It is. There's nothing on I there. Recently bought, so, I recently bought Romancing the Stone and the sequel movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I ended up paying like 60 bucks for it. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous because in America, it costs like 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but that's the cost. Exactly. And because, I, didn't, I was no, unwilling and, to go out and, and the pirate reason, it. the reason for that is because it's only been released on Blu-ray in, uh, in America and I think once in Holland. Yeah, somewhere like that. Something like, like I that. could get it on DVD here if I wanted it, yeah. but I, didn't want, I don't want the DVD. And that's the thing is in Australia, we either don't get anything at all or we get the DVD or we get the just the bare bones version of it. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes, we won't have any special features on our discs because there's, you know, there's all these rights issues between countries. So, US will get this big, beefy, you know, all the commentary, all the behind the scenes. Then they'll, yeah, we'll release it in Australia, but it's, it's got nothing on it's it. It's got nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a matter of availability. And... Ease of availability. Because yeah. on that note... Um, like I said, there's one store where you can get it, yeah. physical store. Other than that, it's online. And that's only if you're talking about buying Australian, you know, releases. Most of the time, you'd have to import it to get the best release or to get a release at all. And if It you gets import, expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But also, if you're importing it, you're not really contributing to the Australian economy anyway. And so piracy isn't really taking away from the Australian economy. That's that's, but that's also the thing. We're buying from overseas. Mm. The studios aren't going to think, oh, that's an Australian buying it. They're just going to see another sale in America. Exactly. 
Um, the other thing is another reason why people pirate, we'll say mostly TV shows here, mm. is because let's take the big one, the big fish in the pond here, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. People don't want to pay, like, what, like 60 bucks we've, a month yeah. for one show? We've, we've talked about Foxtel many times and how outdated and extremely over-expensive it is. Because, honestly, yeah, it's like 80 bucks a month in some cases, more, to watch basically one show if you just want to watch Game of Thrones. And rightfully so, and people are unwilling yeah. to do that. And on top of that, oftentimes when you go to watch the show in the streaming side of it, it doesn't work or yeah, it's it you know, of poor quality or it crashes. Um, I think they have like a, li- a live kind of TV, you know, you can tune in at a certain time. Yeah. But, but at people the same don't time, watch TV like that anymore no, most the, of the time. At the same time, it also airs at like lunchtime. So if you're at work, tough shit. Yeah. And the other thing is a lot of the cheaper access to Foxtel is only streaming. Mm. So if you have that only streaming option then you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Because the streaming, speaking from experience, uh, Foxtel's streaming game isn't strong. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's crap, man. Yeah. Um, compared to its competitors, it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, because they just haven't invested in that technology yeah. as much as its competitors have. Yeah. Also, I mean, let's go back to the kind of basics of piracy. If I pirate something and watch it and don't like it and then never purchase it, physically or legally, it's like I never watched it at all. Exactly. I never I never stole a physical copy from no, this, somewhere. This is what we're saying when you have to you have to separate it from theft. Yeah. You're not it's taking not something from someone. Yeah, yeah. Piracy is a different to But a lot of the spin we got around piracy, they equate it to theft in a very literal yeah. sense. I think, you know, it's it's the big mega corporations who make make billions of dollars of profits every year and still they always come back to blaming it, you know, blaming, blaming, you know, pointing the finger at the pirate and saying, he's going to bankrupt you, us. He's going to ruin the economy. You're stealing my 99% yeah. uh, profit product. Exactly. It's like, how so, dare you? So how come they keep like the, the CEOs and all that, the executives, they keep getting bonuses every year. In the tens piracy, of millions. If piracy keeps going up every year, like there's no correlation. So, the the person who made that movie, who made that TV show, who made that video game, he got paid, or they got paid. Probably um, not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. All no, the money goes that's, to the, that's a, yeah, that's, that's an argument, argument for another time where there's industry problems yeah, of people yeah. not getting paid enough. But the person who made the product, they they, they got paid yeah. regardless. So if you steal it off the shelf physically, the sale of that physical copy. Uh, yes, it the there might have been residuals that would have gone to that person. So that's theft. If you're downloading it, you're not actually taking any money away from that person who got paid anyway. And the residual payments, yes, they're not getting that. But as I said, if the if you don't like the movie or whatever, it's like you never took it anyway. And if you did like it, you're more likely to purchase the. Physical that's what media, I was right about to yeah, say. Or the merchandise, yeah. or go see the. A good example. Metallica versus Iron Maiden. Metallica is the most, famously yeah, famously litigious like anti like pirate of their music. Anyone who even looks at a Metallica album da- to download, they'll sue the shit out of you. Same as Kiss. I think Gene Simmons was on the record as saying if they pir- if we find proof they pirate one of our albums, we'll take the house. Yeah, exactly. And these people are rich beyond you know, like they they're all super rich. Uh, they don't need. Well, not, like these days, most of a, a band's profit comes from touring and not yeah, the actual no, CD sales oh, itself. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that. But, you know, in terms of Metallica, yeah. you can't yeah. tell me Metallica is strapped for cash. Nah. So for them to go after some kid who just wanted to listen to one of their albums, that's pretty fucked up. But that's not the point. The point is Iron Maiden, on the other hand, they said, well, where are the cities where our music is getting pirated the most? And they found that out, and then they said, cool, let's tour there and make bank. Yeah, <laughs> and they do. And they did. And that's almost the same tactic Netflix used back in the day. Yeah. Where they would see what are the most pirated titles for every region, Yeah, and they would license these movies and shows for their service in that country, Yeah, and it was a massive success. It's all about availability and cost. Exactly. In Australia, everything is so overexpensive. Our wages are high. But that means everything we buy, the 
price just keeps going up I mean, and, and up and up. And that's an argument you see, mostly coming from Americans. Yeah. Like I've seen it on Steam before in Steam forums, and people are like, yeah, but the minimum wage in Australia is twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. But you know how much our games cost? Exactly, they're like almost double. <laughs> yeah, so like everything costs more, but it's like. Just half the wage, man. And that's, yeah. in your mind, it, like, in terms of converting to America, just half of everything, exactly. yeah. and it's roughly if equivalent. Ameri- yeah. that's, that's, like, the real interest sort yeah. of If feel. Americans get paid $10 an hour and we get paid $20 an hour, yeah. in reality, when we have to actually go to the shops and we're buy stuff, yeah. we're, we're making $10 an hour comparatively. But it's the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all about if you make things... I, people want to pay for things. They want the easy... This is why Netflix is so, so extremely successful. People want ease of access. They want affordability. And they want to pay for stuff. They do. Um, like, I think... What was it? In terms of music, LimeWire, Napster, all the other big ones back in the day were havens for music piracy. Yeah. And the studios, they lost the war, basically, on mm. music piracy. Yeah. They couldn't do shit about it. But what... What changed in the music? What changed in the music piracy industry? Streaming, yeah, music streaming. Spotify came out. Apple Music, Google Play, Pandora, all the other um, yeah. sort of music services. And music piracy is basically non-existent now. Exactly. Why? Because I haven't I haven't downloaded a song in ever years, technically ever. But if I had downloaded a song, it would have been years. It was years ago. Like, to the best of my because yeah, once once Spotify came out, I was yeah, like, yeah. I can listen to an ash really. It's granted, it's a really annoying ad, but I can listen to a short ad every once in a while. Exactly, you give people access to something, and yeah. they won't want to pirate it because exactly. it's easier to do it legally. Yeah, like I subs. I think at the moment I subscribe to uh, I subscribe to one of them. I subscribe, I subscribe to Google Play. Yeah, just because I wanted YouTube Premium, and that was a happy benefit. And like I haven't like um. I may or may not have pirated music in years and years and years. Why? Yeah. Because I don't need to. You don't need to. to. Yeah. It's now and literally it's at your fingertips. Yeah, just add to library, yeah. done. It's easier to, it's usually in Australia especially, we should say, it's harder to watch things or listen to things or buy things legally than it is to just download it. The goal for these big corporations is to make it, like streaming, easy as piracy, you know? To make D- DR, I mean, we could do a whole episode about DRM. That's the big fish in the water, DRM, and yeah. that's why gaming piracy is still so high. Yeah, um, but you because know, it's shit. Uh, like GOG. Yeah. Um, no DRM, so and people, yeah, like people just buy stuff constantly. They're not even going to play it. No, like, and that's the thing, like. The amount of like the the company that owns um, GOG CD Projekt Red, yeah. um, they they didn't take any action against people who pirated the Witcher games yeah. because they understood. Yeah, they come from a place of like if we make our games at least available and somewhat affordable and yeah. the worth of value. You look at the Witcher games in terms of value. Yeah, what do you get in the Witcher game? You get like the maps. Yeah. You get everything, and it's the standard price of a normal game. Yeah, it's not more expensive than anything else. Yeah. Um, in, and that's in all regions. And the games are massively successful. Yeah. Because it's like they understand why value piracy for money. Happens. Value yeah. for money. People don't want to be ripped off. Yeah. And that's a massive problem, especially here where we get the Australia tax. Yeah. You know, games that come out here, if they're not edited or, you know, yeah. modified for ratings purposes, yeah. that's another reason. Well, censorship. Censorship. Yeah. Well, we, we, I think we talked about this. We talked about that briefly on the other, in the episodes, other episode. Where, yeah, if something's, you know, cut for the Australian release, you almost have no choice but to import it or to download it, you know? Exactly. Um, that's and not yeah, just and games. That's like, you know, movies and stuff as well. And a lot of the times, man, DRM does not... DRM stands for, for our listeners unaware, digital rights management. Mm. And it doesn't work very well most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, like some of them, if you like need internet access to play the game, yeah. and internet access is a problem in this country. That's That's another thing, yeah. Like I'm sorry, I don't have a consistent internet connection at home, yeah. so I can't ma- I can't Always guarantee this company. Yeah, yeah, I can't guarantee this game company that I'm going to be online 24 yeah. hours a day to play a video game. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. So a lot of the time, pirates will. Yeah. They'll they'll get the game, they'll hack the game, remove yeah. the DRM, and upload it. Yeah. And for some people, that's the only way they can play the game. Yeah. Like, sure, they can buy the game. They're still not going to be able to physically play the game yeah. if they have a spotty internet connection. This, like, this is another thing. It's like, I'll, I'll be, like, region locking. I hate region locking 
It makes zero sense. Technically, under Australian law, exactly. region locking is illegal. Exactly. So it's not illegal to to hack your Blu-ray player to make it region free. But this doesn't stop companies from making their discs region locked. So yes, I can import the US edition. Oftentimes, it mightn't be the only edition released. But it's harder in Australia to watch that because of region locking on the disc and on the player. Now, I've got a, obviously, as being a collector, I've got a region free player, but that means I've, I can only watch it on one device in one part of my house because otherwise I'd have to buy a region free player for every TV. Um, and also, I can't play it on a console because those are always region locked. Um, so you're just making it harder and harder for me who wants to pay for it, who wants to physically own it. It makes it harder and harder for, for me to just watch it. Sometimes it'd be easier to just pirate it. Sometimes I'll buy, you know, buy a, a disc from the US and it's region A locked and a friend wants to borrow it, but can't, Yeah. you know? So how's that, how's that friend going to know if he wants to buy his own copy, if he's going to like that movie, if he can't. Get it. So he has to pirate it. Is piracy the same as borrowing? In this case, yes, it is. Yeah, I'd say Because so. he, he, he would never have seen it unless I let him borrow it or unless he watched it at my house. And I think one of the solutions the studios have tried quite unsuccessfully to offer is um, like renting them through YouTube or Google Play in Australia instead yeah. of selling it physically here. Again, which doesn't work because no. we don't have a consistent internet connection exactly. in many homes. Yeah. So they want us, they want to charge you. Yeah. Like the standard, if you want to buy this movie digitally on the internet, they want to charge you the same as mm. buying a physical copy. And it's for the most part. DRM, right? And you can DRM. only watch it in the one place. And it's well, on, on the, the one, one app. account. Yeah. On the yeah. one account or through the one app. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't work either. No. Just so like the, the easy answer for this is just to give us the yeah, product. Exactly. Just give us what we want yeah. and we'll, we'll buy we'll, it. We'll throw as much money as you want. At, we'll add it like here. Take take my money. Yeah, as like, long as you just give studio, it to us to own. We've we've spent a, a good amount of money on Blu-rays in this studio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you all I the think money. You dwarf me. All but, the money. Yeah. yeah, all the money. <laughs> like yeah, it's just look. I feel like we're kind of bouncing back and forth between too many topics. So let's talk about. Let's go back to censorship. So we talked a little bit about censorship on the other episode. And how, you know, a lot of the time stuff gets cut in Australia or there are different editions around the world and you have to find out which one's uncut and you have to get that version in. Um, But one thing we were talking about was like archiving and how sometimes, you know, piracy is the only way to preserve the original artwork. I think uh, we talked about a specific example last week, which is still relevant, is the Netflix censoring or removing a scene from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. So basically, if you want to see the original uncut version of 13 Reasons Why, you would have to have pirated it or find a pirated copy from before that censorship was made. In this case, did Netflix ever release this show on Blu-ray? I don't think so, maybe, but usually they don't unless it's their big shows. Um, but yeah, so that's just one case. But then there are, you know, so many, you know, Star Wars, the best example. If you want to see the original theatrical unaltered version. Good luck. The only way to do that is to pirate it, basically. Hmm. Um, or unless you have a VHS <laughs> player or a Laserdisc <laughs> player. Um, you know, like, it's insane how yeah and then they can they act like and they still act like well if you pirate it you're stealing from us when in you reality you change the product yeah in reality you change the product now you're withholding the original product which people want just give us our master tapes george <laughs> yeah it's 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 insulting it is um or in the case of like silent hill 2 where the company who made it just straight up like lost most of the elements, you like sound effects and like textures that like were made to make the game. So when they tried to re-release the game and remaster it, 
it was missing so much stuff that they just had to put like placeholder stuff in. And it's not the same game. No. It's not the same experience. That happened now, with um, that's happened recently with Final Fantasy VIII. They um, for yeah. whatever re- for whatever reason they wanted they've never remastered this game until recently. Yeah, or re-released it until recently. Yeah, because they over they overwrit the yeah. game. Yeah, for the next game. Yeah, so well, it it's like exist. it's like old sixties Doctor Who episodes where they used to just yeah. re re uh, record over because they're like no one's going to watch this ever again. And now it's like you go back and it's like missing episodes. You know, so sometimes... And they're worth a fortune if they're ever found. Exactly. So then, like, if you want to play Silent Hill 2 or uh, Final Fantasy VIII, you'd have to get the original copy, if that copy exists, I should say. So in the case... Let's stick with Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2, the physical games, do exist. People sell them online still uh, secondhand, PS2 discs. But... They're getting rarer and rarer, obviously. Discs are great, and a disc, and eventually, you know, everyone's everyone who's bought them is going to keep them, and no one's going to be reselling them. Occasionally, one might pop up because someone wants to get rid of it, and the the value of the product is going to go up and up and up until it's a collector's item until it's wildly expensive. So the only other way to preserve to get that original game to keep that to archive it. To experience the original game is to pirate it and to keep it safe, copied, backed up somewhere. Alternatively, companies could technically, even though when they tried to remaster the game, they didn't have the, you know, they had there were bits missing. They could take the disc and just rip it, right, mm-hmm. and just take like pirates do, and then release that as digital release and uh, charge a little for it. Um, you know the PlayStation One Mini. Yeah, that the the bones of the PlayStation Mini mm. is um, a very popular PlayStation emulator program. Yeah, so Sony so, uses yeah. the pirates' work yeah. to emulate their games. Yes, yeah. so that's I mean they basically do the same. That's thing. That's hypocrisy, but also it's like that's what we kind of want. But that's because like, these pirates you, have worked. These pirates have worked very hard yeah. on. Getting to the stage where at least PlayStation 1 games yeah. are emulated 100% faithfully. Yeah. And to a large extent, if you have a beefy enough computer, PlayStation 2 games and so on. Yeah. Um, so it's easier for Sony and Nintendo when they're releasing their minis just to use already established emulators because yeah. they're ready to go. But that's the thing. If these companies just said, hey, look, here's an emulated version of our old game. It's, you know, charge a few dollars for it, even 10 bucks. Um, 15, I don't know how much further I'd go and say, here's a proper release. You can download it on Steam or just from our website, even DRM free. Do you know how many people would buy that? Oh yeah. I'd be there day one. The, um, the old, the old system, the PlayStation Vita was a PS1 machine basically. Cause they'd had that down to a T. Yeah. And it was incredibly popular among enthusiasts, but due to various issues, in like mostly revolving memory card issues, marketing, yeah. and so forth, the theater didn't last too long. Yeah. So the console died, but along with it came a great emulation machine. Yeah. And that's a crime. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is like, the, you know, we talk a lot about with the movies, but everything's nostalgia based now. Everything's a cash grab based on nostalgia. And we're talking about you know, the PS1 mini the the snes mini the nes mini you know they these companies are banking on that but when people try to release their own versions of the you know their own emulators these companies like nintendo especially they shut them down they sue them but the versions they give us are often substandard to the versions the pirates have given us they're exactly the same or they're DRM'd up the ass to the point where you can only play it on that SNES Mini and you have to plug that sucker in every time you want to play Super Mario World. <laughs> on that note, I have a PlayStation Mini. Yeah. And I may or it's may not... It's not worth it. No, but... No one bought you, it. <laughs> you may or may not be able to add your own ROMs into that system. Well, only through illegal was, means. Only through illegal means. Exactly. So here's my point. Yeah. Is if, if these big companies want to bank on nostalgia of people who are already playing these games and emulators illegally, don't force it into a little box and say, pay 150 bucks for it and you can only play these 10 games and then that's it. Actually say, 
here's a little thing. You can download new games every time, you know, we might release an update. Gets back to what you were saying too. Yeah. Give us the, like, the 20 or whatever games on release and then have a store where we can buy the others we want. Yeah. You'll make make bank. And these emulators, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 99.9999% sure that they're easy as hell for these corporations to provide us with. If, oh, yeah. if, if one dude can do it on his computer, I'm sure these corporations can get a couple of guys together. I mean, the thing is, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, they these are the companies alone that they have the like the blueprints on how the consoles work. Yeah. Um, the hackers and pirates and emulators have to go back and reverse engineer these machines yeah. and get an approximation. That's yeah. That, but Sony and Microsoft, they know they know exactly yeah. technically how it works. They can do it in a heartbeat. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, with uh, WoW Classic, where that's all, a good example. There are all these, you know, WoW vanilla original WoW servers that fans had to basically reverse engineer or takes or run by themselves. I think we also talked about the Matrix Online. I think. Yeah, people that, are still takes, keeping that running. And it yeah. takes years to get these working. Yeah. And these big corporations were not interested in providing people with a legal way to do that. Oftentimes, the illegal ones would get shut down, but no alternative was offered mm. from the corporation. Now, Blizzard, in this case, for, for WoW, they finally gave people the option of... <laughs> Kicking like, and screaming. Yeah. Exactly, they didn't even want to do it. They, they the the uh, CEO famously yeah. said, "You think you want it, exactly. but you don't." But when they finally did do it, all the servers are full, twenty four seven, making back people are, like people who've never played WoW are playing it. People who have like gone away from it have come back to it. People, people are ruining their lives all yeah, over again. Exactly, like it makes money. The proof is in the pudding. Don't act like. Oh, you know, you don't want these old games, these emulators, you know, they're, oh, we're going to sue you so you can't get access to them, but then we're not going to provide you with a way to legally access them, you know? Nintendo is famous for this as well. Uh, Like any emulator, they'll shut down, but then they won't release all their games onto their new service. Nintendo is probably the biggest criminal in all of this sort of releasing and supply and demand issues. They're so like in their own... A little weird Japanese bubble. Yeah, they're like... like, (laughs) They only pick their head out occasionally. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they're not... not, If they they released, you know, the SNES Mini games... Like, because what what they do now on the the Nintendo online service, you know, on the Switch... Is yeah, you can pay like thirty dollars a month uh, 30 or thirty dollars a year, year. Yeah. and you can play all the SNES games you want. Well, but about twenty of them. But exactly. So problem one: there's only about twenty of them. So really, you have to go to an emulator to play most of the SNES games. A problem two: I don't want to pay thirty dollars a year to play a bunch of SNES games. I want to pay five, ten, fifteen bucks. For Super Mario World, you know, and I want to keep that on my Switch forever. You want your a la carte and, yeah, selection. And 10, 20, 30 years from now, I want to boot up my Switch and go, hey, cool, Super Mario World's in there, play it. Exactly. I don't want to have to subscribe to a ser- this games as a service bullshit, you know, this rental. It's going to yeah. get worse, man. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to buy something, physically have it always on me, ever. This is the thing we talked about, I think, with backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility is very important to me. One, like I said before, with the archiving and actually keeping the original version of the game, which might not ever see a release again. But also 10, 20, 30 years from now, I want to be able to boot up my Xbox, put a game in, play it. I don't want to have to be like... Like right now you're playing Alan Wake. Exactly. You want to play Alan Wake again in 10 years. Yeah, it's a 10-year... But like my N64 is 20 you know over 20 years old now oh man (laughs) we're so old (laughs) (laughs) um but i can boot that up i can play it put the game in and it works fine i don't want to you know 20 years from now i don't want to turn on my newest console and find out that without the internet or without having subscribed to a specific service that i can no longer play my games you know yeah, it's not it's not right. Like, all we want to do is put to be able to purchase these products. Yeah, and that's another issue that we didn't we didn't really talk about too much. The pricing of games here is exorbitant. Yeah, and movies and movies and everything else and music. 
and what you're saying about region locking is that's a price point issue too. Yeah. A lot of the times these games are much cheaper overseas. Yeah, that's another thing. Sometimes things are available here and easy to purchase, but they're so wildly expensive and that it's actually cheaper to import them from the UK or in some Hong extreme Kong cases, or even the US. In some extreme cases, this is not so much games but software. Mm. It's cheaper to fly to America, buy a Photoshop license, yeah. fly back yeah. with your new license and use it than yeah. it is to buy it here. It's insane how expensive that so crap is. That, like, for instance, Photoshop or Adobe products can be literally thousands of dollars more expensive here yeah. than overseas. Yeah. And that that's just that's just wrong. Yeah. And Adobe wonders why its services uh well, its products yeah. are pirated the most out of pretty much if any you, other software. I, I think I talked about this with someone like before. I can't remember exactly how I phrased it, but to to buy to buy like a Adobe program, it's now it's a service. It's a like service, so you have to it's a subscription service. So you have to pay like I don't know. It can get crazy expensive. Yeah, it's like hundred. Yeah. I don't know. It's so wildly expensive. Just hundreds of dollars just for the year, and then you have to re up the next year. I'm like, how much, you know, I know know there's like a a lot of research and development and the whole point of the subscription is, and you know, is that it's always updated, but it's like, for me personally, I just want the one program. I don't care if it's never updated again, as long as the program does what it does right now, I'm fine. I'm fine with it in that current incarnation. But if you lower the price, make it available to more people, more people are going to buy it. So yes, you might not be making more like hundreds of dollars from one sale, but you're making yeah, you're making making a thousand dollars. Roughly, you could be making the same amount of money yeah, from more users. Exactly, and more users are going to spread the basically the word. I mean, spread the. On a very similar note, Louis C.K. famously sold one of his yeah. own shows on the internet yeah. for like five dollars. Dude, I mean, before the whole Louis C.K. Yeah. thing, I was. I mean, I still am a big fan. Have okay? you seen Chappelle's latest Netflix stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but before you know, the unfortunate masturbation yeah, accident. Before the, the, before the accident. <laughs> before the accident where Louis C.K. tragically died and never, yeah, yeah. never, never worked again. Um, but you're like, I'm a, I was a huge Louis C.K. fan. And he did the best thing possible. He's like, for five bucks... You can get my stand-up special. You can get my TV show on my website. DRM download free. it. DRM free. He's like, please don't pirate it. That's all he said. He didn't lock it or, you know, sue people. He's just like, please don't. It's only five bucks. Yeah, it's only five and bucks. And he did amazingly yeah. well. He made quite a I bit bought, of money I off bought it. all his shit. I own yeah. all his shit. I backed it up on all my hard drive. So, 100 years from now, if I want to watch Louis C.K. stand-up, I can. Like, and that's a, that was a success. Yeah, it's that simple. These big corporations, instead of being like, we're going to sue you, we're going to block you off from getting access, they should be like, hey, you know what? For us to actually just release this for five bucks, it's probably just easier and cheaper and people will just pay us for, for, for little work. work. Yeah, because yeah. you don't need to go into the soul. You don't need to produce a physical product yeah. at that point. Now, as long as the entry is so low, yeah. people will still do it. Now, here's, here's, here's an like, uh, addendum to that. There are things like, let's, let's take Star Trek Next Generation, where they remastered all the original episodes and put them on Blu-ray and they look fantastic. But it cost them, I don't know, $50 million just to do that remaster. And they didn't make all that money back selling all the Blu-ray box sets. One, that sounds like bullshit to me. $50 million in their eyes sounds like nothing to, you know. And B... How much of that was Hollywood accounting? Exactly. So there's that. And like I said... How much did it really yeah, cost? Like I said earlier in the show, those people saying, oh, you know, we didn't make our money back on that. They got bonuses every year after that. Well, I mean, technically, more and more. how many studios are technically profitable even if they earn $500 yeah. billion at the box office? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, 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 that movie didn't make us any money. Meanwhile, <laughs> you know, we're all getting bonuses and, you know, making, you know, it's ridiculous. So there's that case. But so, so Star Trek Deep Space Nine, they've pretty much all but come out and said, we're not going to release it on Blu-ray. It's only available on DVD. So it's kind of like, that's disappointing because, you know, at this point in time... I haven't watched much Star Trek, but I've seen a few episodes of Deep Space Nine and I really liked it. Oh, yeah. No, it's the best 
arguably the best Star Trek show ever. Um, but, you know, it's disappointing, especially for someone like me who wants a physical, you know, collection. I had to buy it on DVD. Um, and they're like, yeah, and basically in this point in time where everything, every screen in the world is HD compatible, it's kind of disappointing that we can't watch it and- in HD. A little petty, but we're in a little picky, but we're in a we're in a Blu-ray high definition world. Yeah, going down to DVD can be a bit of a shock to the system. Every yeah, now I mean, and again. sometimes it depends on the DVD, depends yeah. on how old the movie is, etc. But, but it can but be really, yeah. It really at this point we shouldn't have to put up with non HD releases. Um, so if a company is not going to release a HD version, when fans come out and get angry about that, the company always reacts negatively. When they shouldn't, because they're clearly doing something wrong. Now, on top of that, if a fan... There was a fan documentary made about Deep Space Nine where they actually remastered the footage from Deep Space Nine and made it HD. They didn't do the whole show, but if... They showed it was possible. Yeah, but they can do it. Now, I want to bring it back to Star Wars, where Harmy, who's a guy from Czech Republic, I believe, one guy on his own, he remastered all the original Star Wars movies to their unaltered theatrical versions. Um, the despecialized editions, they're called. If one guy can do it in his house, in his spare time, Disney can get a, cu- get a small team together, throw a couple bucks, and do it properly. And, and this is the same with my Star tin- Trek and all the other a, things. Put my tinfoil hat on for a moment. I don't believe for one minute that those original tapes don't exist. Oh, they definitely do. Well, this we can do a whole episode just on, uh, on original... George Lucas's yeah, no, lies. Yeah, on, on original Star Wars theatrical versions. But then there's the silver screen edition, which I should say I should also say that I'm collecting all these uh, original unaltered Star Wars versions because that's the only way to do it, is to bootleg them, is to download them, you know. Um, and I'm getting as many as I can and, and sort of archiving them because I think it's important. Even Backstroke to the West? No, that that is un, an untouchable goal even for us mere mortals. Um, you can just rip it off YouTube. It's on YouTube. Um, what was I saying? Um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was had a point about... Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say, but basically the my larger point of when I was talking about Star Trek is... Just give us what we yeah, want these companies, we'll buy it. Yeah, these companies can throw a few bucks at it, and if they're not going to do it, and pirating is the only option to do it, there should be no legal recourse they can take. Now, they can argue, oh, well, actually, we it is available here in this small Eastern European country in this shoebox that you, you in this one place and you know there's like a loophole where it's like actually it was you know it is available it's like no it has to be easily available affordable and it has to be to a standard that a guy in his bedroom can cannot just achieve you know yeah, yeah, because yeah. there are many you know, this is one of the problems. If one day in in the future, Disney does release the un, uh, unaltered original theatrical version it's gonna of have Star to be good. Wars, otherwise going, people aren't going to yeah, pass up their... They're, exactly. They're going to have to be on par with the despecialized version or the silver screen edition or any of the fan-made restorations because what Disney will do if they do ever release the original unaltered theatrical versions is just slap them on a disc and throw them out to the world. Now, what's going to end up happening is the actual remaster they slap on the disc is going to look like shit. People are going to complain and Disney's going to go, oh, I thought this is what you wanted. This is your fault. It's this giant mega corporation soulless thinking of, you know, it's not what you really want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the only recourse then is to pirate it or to do it yourself or to bootleg it, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, piracy oftentimes is the only option. And if for serious moviegoers, for serious collectors, for, for archiving purposes. We were at a point, I feel, a few years ago where piracy, it was looking good. Not good in the way we're condoning it, but like the industry was heading in more positive directions. I think we're heading away from that now and we're heading in the other direction. Because mm. if you look at the state of the industry today in terms of streaming... It used to be a few years ago, Netflix had everything you needed. We were all good. Everything was good. Yeah. And then other competitors got a sort of a well, taste yeah. of blood in the water. Now we're back to the cable problem. Now we're back to the cable because problem. Because the, stre- the, the age of the streaming wars is 
beginning. You know, ba- you know, back a few years ago now, Netflix was the dominant one and there was a couple of others. Like, mm. for instance, a lot of the American networks banded together and created Hulu, mm. which we use. Hulu is not illegal to Australians. Yeah, but it's unavailable. It's unavailable here, but it's not illegal for us to use. Mm. We are violating terms of but services to get access, on Hulu. Yeah, to get access to it, you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Yeah. It's but, not available here easily. But I'm not breaking the law by paying for Hulu. No. So I can admit that I use Hulu. Mm. But now we have a situation where all its competitors and a lot of the Hulu sort of group have decided they're going to go their own way and they're going to split. Yeah. And that's incredibly dangerous because yeah. then now we're up the cable wars problem exactly. again. We've got Netflix, who is now struggling because NBC has taken friends off mm. um, for their own streaming service called Peacock, I believe. I don't know. There's so many and, streaming services now. It's ridiculous. And, and they'll have stupid names. Yeah. And they'll have stupid <laughs> names. <laughs> which, and also, we should say- 99% of which won't we won't get in Australia. No, we won't. Uh, with like CBS All Access, which is probably the worst streaming service I've ever seen, yeah. which its only show is basically Star Trek yeah. and um, the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah. And it's, then it's just like old, old sitcoms. Yeah. Um, and you, you've got Disney, the big competitor, and Apple TV. Like th- these companies used to be content by getting their millions of dollars in like licensing fees a year to give them to Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, no, you know what? We can replicate this. No, you can't. Yeah. You're not going to come anywhere close and you're all going to fail. Yeah. Because people would rather just pirate your shows yeah. than subscribe to six or seven different services at 20 bucks a month. Look, I'm telling you, other than Disney Plus, um, I don't think I can afford any other... Because I'm, I've already got Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, Amazon. Stan. A- yeah, to be fair, Amazon's um, a little bit of an outlier because a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, that's kind of different. That's kind of different. We get Amazon Prime Video as a bonus when yeah. a lot of people just buy it for the yeah. free shipping. Yeah, um, and it is you know cheaper than all the other streaming services. But like other than that, and then then once Disney Plus, so I'll have four streaming services. That's a, it's too much already. That's already I'm breaking the bank. Um, and you know, of course, like I said, I'm, I have my physical. Blu-ray collection, which costs a shit ton of money. So, yeah, they can introduce all the streaming services they want. People are not going to pay for it. But at a certain point, if I can't get those shows on those four streaming services, piracy is the only other option. If you think about it reasonably, we shouldn't have to have more than four separate services to watch a show. It's insane. You know, a normal Uh, average- Five if you count YouTube- Five if you can't YouTube. There you yeah. go. We can't forget Cobra Kai. Yeah. The most important <laughs> The show. only reason to ever subscribe to YouTube <laughs> TV. Oh, we should also, public services announcement, all Cobra Kai season one and two are free on YouTube now. So I if think you have. Season two's rolling out every week, though, one episode a week. Oh, okay. But season but one it'll is be all out, on YouTube. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be Eventually, out soon, it'll yeah. all be on YouTube, ad yeah. supported. Still so, a great show. Suffer through the ads. Yeah. So watch it. Go watch it if you haven't already. Um, yeah, but it's like, uh, yeah, at that certain point now, you're asking people to subscribe to more than four yeah. services. It's insane. It's too much. Yeah. So people are rather just going to pirate or they'll just eventually crack the shits and they'll just cut all their streaming and just go full piracy. Yeah. Because that's where we're heading. Yeah. You know, like... And again, it's if these streaming services who've made it easy for us to not pirate and have made it easy to watch their stuff, if they start doing things like introducing ads... Or, you know, like making, if they make it harder at all, or, you know. People are just going to drop it. People are just going to go back to piracy. You know, we need to look at the comparatives between the music industry now and the movie and TV industry. Yeah. Because the the solution that saved the music industry needs to come into effect for the TV and movie industry. Well, we thought that was what Netflix was doing. Yeah, and we're heading the other way. Yeah, but now again, yeah. We just need one place that's reasonably affordable where we can watch everything we want. Yeah. And the problems will go away. Yeah. But I think that's I think the thing. Greed overcomes with, everything. Yeah, agreed. But also like all these region, uh, you know, all this uh, legal copyright issues and, you know, one thing in Australia you can't watch because in, in America the rights are in different companies' hands and it's all ridiculous. And in an age where digitally there are no borders um, and you can get anything anytime, look, look up anything, you can, you know, not just physically travel places easily but you can you know electronically travel places easily there's no excuse for all this region coding region locking you know copyright issues 
Yeah, exactly. Like I understand there's a lot, like they're not going to can't snap your fingers and fix it overnight. Realistically, they'll never fix it because countries are different. Countries have different laws. So there are certain things you just straight up cannot do or show in Western countries are a little bit more forgiving but I can understand a situation where there's more of a sort of fundamentalist government and they object to X content being released here for like religious or legal reasons but even then and then then we're back to piracy exactly but that's the thing is but that's out of that's out of the company's hands at the end of the day if people want it they'll get it you need yeah they'll get it and you need to provide it for them and if companies are smart they'll offer us the means yeah because, like, if, say, I went to somewhere in the Middle East and I was trying to put, oh, I lived in there, I lived somewhere around there, yeah. or somewhere where some of the content I would like to watch was not available for yeah. religious reasons, we'll say, um, I can understand the fact that I can't watch that legally because I can't import that because it's might the yeah. content might be against the law. Yeah. So then I should be able to pirate that freely. Yeah. Because well, they're not the company. Yeah. The company that's distributing this, or yeah. the company that makes this movie, well, yeah. has no actual way to get it. You to know me. where piracy is also really big, China, because the internet the is great so firewall, yeah. Because yeah. it's so heavily censored, they're not allowed to watch anything. That and the government doesn't really care. <laughs> well, and they can get away with yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, there's a reason their piracy is popular in places outside the US because things aren't available. Um. Look, we've kind of rambled back and forth about heaps of stuff. We're all, we're almost at an hour, um, but I'll just go through kind of maybe some things we we might have missed. Um, I think on a on an earlier episode we we talked about um, music rights and how like movies and TV shows and video games like sometimes they they have to alter them because Neo, the like music... Neon Genesis Evangelion yeah. on Netflix is yeah. a recent example. Like, apparently Scrubs, if you buy the Scrubs yes. DVD, like, all the music's different. Like, San Andreas, GTA, they had to, like, take it down and, like, removed, like, 17 songs. Yeah, that's... Um, I think Grand Theft Auto Five has a similar, had a similar issue at one point. Really? With the radio, yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but so, like... And we were, we, were, we were kind of hoping now with streaming and stuff, it's like, that'll stop happening. But I think just the way things work... I think, like yeah, the, Rockstar the licenses they music and then that license would run out. Yeah, but it's like in an age where everything's available all the time on the internet and, you know, things don't, you know, run out of stock because they're digital, it's kind of bullshit that we still have this, the you know, the rights running out. Um, so hopefully in the future this doesn't happen anymore. But again, comes back to piracy... The only way to get the original versions of some of these shows and movies and games with the original music in it, as the artists intended, is to pirate it and to keep it, you know, keep it archived. You know, there, there's a Michael Mann movie, The Keep, where it's never been released on DVD or Blu-ray and it's looking like it never will be. And one of the reasons that is, is because Tangerine Dream, who did the soundtrack, wants more money when they... Uh, when they release it on Blu-ray and the company just straight up doesn't want to pay them. So the only way to see the movie, unless you have a laser disc player is to pirate it. So like, don't get upset. Don't get upset if we pirate it. Otherwise make it available and pay Tangerine Dream, whatever the fuck they want. Cause they're Tangerine Dream and they fucking rule. And don't tell me you can't afford it because you're a mega corporation who keeps listing record profits every year and who keeps giving their CEOs and executives bonuses. So don't pretend you can't, you know, actually spend the money on what people want instead of just paying yourselves. Yeah, and it's the same with, like, sound effects. Sometimes, like, they'll release a, a movie or TV show or whatever and, like, the sound effects will be different from the original version. You'll be like, what the fuck? And it's off-putting. You don't yeah, realize exactly. how you don't it's unsettling. Reala- yeah, you don't realize how used to a certain sound you are until it's been changed. Yeah, and then it just doesn't. F- yeah, you're just like, and it's like it's not like it's not even like a a, a memory you have. It's like a, a physical ingrown kind of like muscle memory almost. You know. Um, also, like then there's like you know like the old Disney cartoons that they they refuse to acknowledge exist because they have, like, racist overtones or whatever. And it's like... Just... Uh, well, oh, well, I can't forget... I can't remember what company it was. 
but they release them with yeah, the, uh, a, I think a dis- Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah they not release, Disney. Yeah, yeah. They, Warner Brothers releases their old cartoons, but they have a disclaimer yeah. to start saying, look, this is from a specific time. It's not exactly sensitive to, you know, to cult- today's culture, but just keep that in mind. Disney just straight up just, they just censor, sh- they, say, they either censor it or they don't release it at all. So, I mean, that brings up uh, quite unsettling you know, questions about censorship and, uh, you know, rewriting history and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, really, you know, uh, it's important to archive a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, we should be able to watch it as a lesson. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what people Don't thought pretend, of. Yeah. This is what people thought back in the day, and here's why it's wrong. We yeah. can use. Especially censorship. We can use it for educational reasons. Yeah. You don't just have to change it because modern society thinks different. Yeah. It's, 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 kind, it's revisionist history. It's, it's unsettling and it's a problem. Um, and again, piracy is oftentimes the way to preserve these things. Also, we were talking, I think, at the start of the show about you know, subtitles and, and you know, bare bones releases, especially here in Australia. And Nathan, you were watching the original Rambo movies recently on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. um, and they were they were the, all the, bare bones, yeah, bare, bare minimum, to the point where they didn't even have okay, uh, so I, English I was watch- subtitles. I was watching, I think it was Rambo three, yeah, in the lounge room, and my mum had like people over or whatever. So it, it was her birthday, yeah, and I'm watching it, and it's noisy, and I was on. I could have used my headphones, but I didn't yeah. want to. Mom, celebrate your birthday another time. I'm watching Rambo Mom, I'm 3. Mom, watching Rambo 3. Can you go away, please? Um, <laughs> so I didn't get it. It was, it was her birthday, I think. Um, like, I think that was when I was watching Rambo 3. It was one of the Rambos. Did you get her something at least? Of course I did. <laughs> you got a Rambo 4. I got a, yeah, I got a Rambo 4. <laughs> I got a tickets to Rambo. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I went to put on the subtitles and I couldn't. Yeah. There were no subtitles. Yeah. How bare bones do you have so, to be to not include subtitles? Yeah. You're not paying loyal. We're not paying royalties for a text description yeah. of what's going on. This, what people are saying. Exactly. So there are, you know, people online who will, you know, rip the subtitles off of their physical disc and upload them online. You can download them. Um, and then there are people who even uh, like fan subs who who translate movies into their their. Uh, you know, home language, um, and then, you know, put subtitles and then re-release it online for so people can watch it, you know, with their own subtitles. Um, so if companies aren't going to do it, people at home, fans have yeah, to do it. you know, I think that'd be my dream job. Translating. Subtitling. Because you get to watch, I've, I've you get to watch, about it. you get to watch everything movies. before it's released, right? Maybe, yeah. Because like all the stuff that goes to TV and streaming, it's got subtitles built in. Now, some of that might be mm. auto-generated, yeah. But there's always a, like if you're watching yeah, mainstream TV, to... if you watch mainstream TV, there's always captions. Oh yeah, yeah, company. the live work, captions. Yeah, I want to walk to the that's I different. For the company. Yeah, yeah. And be like, you get to watch. That'd everything, be too but... stressful though, wouldn't it? I guess it's it's live, right? Is it live or is it pre? Well, I guess it depends, like commercials and stuff. And there's live TV, you know, like know, live. I wouldn't want to do live. You're, TV. you're talking about like old movies, old and movies. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just want to watch. No, even new, like oh, new release, like yeah, new yeah. new TV and stuff. But anyway, like, getting off topic. Yeah, but then like then there's fan edits where people take a, a movie they've purchased legally and they re-edit the way they want, you know, or you know they add certain things, you know, they they kind of move scenes around or whatever and turn it into their own kind of movie and. Those are, I guess, more in a grey area, but basically they're illegal. So again, like we're in this digital age now, where anyone on their home computer can make a movie. Like my favourite Star Wars adaptation, Backstroke of the West. But that's just that's just a um, a redub, a redub. Whereas still, I'm, I'm talking great. about like re-edits yeah. and you know. But yeah, like that's another thing. Like we live in this world now where people consume media differently than they did. 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and yet these corporations and companies still operate the same way they did 50, 60, 70 years ago sometimes. This is going to sound cheesy, but we're in the 21st century and they still have a 20th yeah, century mindset. Exactly. The people who run these corporations are yeah, still set in their old-fashioned, old Hollywood ways, when in reality, people don't really watch content that way anymore. They They don't 
you know, they don't have the same sensibilities and the world doesn't work that way anymore. So, yeah, like they need to... Catch up. Catch up. Like people don't watch things the same way they used to and if you're not willing to provide it in a way that's easy and and affordable, then you can't complain if people are going to seek out another way to watch it, you know? Pretty much. It's simple. One, one One more thing. Um, we kind of went back and forth and kind of got all over the place, but I think we made our point. But one thing I think that's really kind of disturbing and really something thing, something that people should think about is the the guy who started Pirate Bay. I forget his name. Um, they put that guy in solitary confinement in prison. The the guy who shot up the school of kids in in I think Norway or wherever. That guy's in a normal cell. He can watch TV. He can read books. The guy who started a file sharing company, they put him in a dark hole. He's not allowed to watch TV. He's not allowed to read books. At risk of sounding like an edgelord, yeah. is money worth more than lives? Exactly. And this is what it comes down to. The corporate control and influence on governments, on foreign governments, I think in this case, considering I think Hollywood would have more pull than... Uh, whatever European uh, companies, I guess. Yeah. I guess the the uh, the brand, the European branch of the Holly, the American companies probably uh, had uh, more to do with it than the actual, uh, you know, homegrown European co- uh, companies. But you know what I mean, like the corporate yeah. control and influence on government and lawmaking. You know, lobby lobbyists like lobby lobbyists lobbyism. Lobbyism, that's a word, right? Lob, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, like that's basically legalized bribery. It is. Mega- Lo- lobby yeah. lobbies um should yeah, Me- should be yeah. outlawed. These basically. mega corporations, these Hollywood studios, you know, these, you know, big uh, you know, tycoons. Um If I went to a politician on the street and yeah. said, "I'll give you a billion dollars if you do this." Yeah, you'd that's, be arrested because that's, yeah. that's bribery. Yeah. If you act on behalf of a corporation doing it, yeah. if you worth go 100 billion dollars, official channels and say, "Hey, we can, you know, give you a little bit want, of this." We want this policy passed. Yeah. If this happens, wink wink. Yeah. We'll give you some big money next exactly. year. That's somehow fine. We talked about it a little while ago with Foxtel. Like Foxtel straight up owns the Australian government. They yeah, um, they they give Australian there's a recent politicians trip to America. Did free- you see on an important note here? Peter Van Onselen travelled to America with Scott Morrison's trip to visit Donald Trump. Yeah, and he was told by the Prime Minister's office that you're basically he, he used to be a Sky News anchor, mm. and he was told, "Well, you think you get no access to the to." Prime Minister at all, you know, you're joking. Yeah. And all the Sky News anchors had front row seats to everything. Yeah. Because Sky News, Foxtel owns the government. Yeah. Sky News is the only basically officially endorsed yeah. news publication. Mm. And all the Prime Minister, all the MPs and everyone in the House of Reps and, and yeah. the lower house, they so, all get free Foxtel yeah. subscriptions. Well, yeah, we talked about like the, the control of the flow of information. We talked about with the MPAA and like the censorship. They... These corporations control what you can and can't see, who, you know, who you see on television, who, what politicians are the most in your public view. Um, so I think it's insane that they vilify piracy. I'll say this. Teen, like teenage boys are the most likely to pirate. You know who also buys the most cinema tickets every year? Teenage boys. Teenage boys. So... These big corporations are actually vilifying their, their target. Co- core audience. They're vilifying the audience they make all their movies for now because we talked about with the PG-13, all movies are basically aimed at p- t- teenage boys just to to scapegoat, to say they're the problem and us being so greedy and so rich and just so in control of, you know, the government, that's... You know, that's a big, big problem. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in, in Australia especially, piracy is just a part of life. And you it's know, not going to change internet, w- yeah. while our internet infrastructure is, is um, exactly. so fractured. And, and, the way, and the way they try to give us information yeah. is so different and disparate from the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and like you were saying before, like with the streaming wars, like the way people 
you know, get get their entertainment now is so different and is going to evolve continuously into the future that these corporations can't keep sticking to their old ways. They need to keep up. And yeah, we're going to be sort of uh, fighting back at them through different ways um, through the internet. You know, I'm not saying that if you pirate a movie, you're going to take down the government. Uh, like, it's just kind of like... But it starts somewhere, yeah, it's, Exactly. It's kind of like, <laughs> don't feel bad. These mega corporations, like I said, they're making bank. They're, they're fine either way. Don't feel bad for them. Not that we officially condone no, any but, illegal activity. But also, like I said, they need to be looking at us and saying, what can we help the consumer with? Like with CD Projekt Red, they say, what can, how, how can we benefit the customer? What they're actually doing is how can we benefit ourselves? Exactly. And there's a reason. CD, Red, CD Project Red is completely independent. They're one of the few, technically, Nintendo's independent, but we'll ignore them. Um, <laughs> they're a mega corporation, though. They're a huge yeah, corporation. But they, yeah, but they're not owned by a parent company. Yeah. Um, CD Project Red is one of the only truly independent, massive publishers and developers. They do everything in-house. And why are they so massively successful being independent? Because they know what to do. Yeah. They know how to please the customer and yeah. they make quality product yeah. and they sell us quality product DRM free yeah. if we choose, yeah, if we have good enough PCs. Yeah. They don't belittle us and they don't condescend and they don't blame us when our, you know, our governments censor things. Exactly. Like there was an issue where um, I'm not going to say they outwardly condoned piracy, mm. but some scenes in a Witcher game were censored. And they were just like, well, what are you going to do? Wink. Yeah, exactly. No, and then that's what... Uh, They're like, That's yeah. our all... That's exactly... Yeah. That, that's our... That's our been our whole point this entire episode. Is basically, at the end of the day, sometimes that's all you can do. Exactly. Not that we can do. Not that we can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We kind of rambled on and on no, there. I think, but I think we got the bit, point there. But it's also a broad issue. Sometimes yeah. it's... There's just so many, so many tendrils. Yeah, there's of, so many different branches we could have gone, you know, different conversations. We tried we to keep had. it relevant. I think we did a most successful yeah, job. Yeah, I think it was all right. But we could talk about this for like eight hours. Oh, yeah. Ho- hopefully the listening experience is okay because I wasn't... Yeah, I'm not sure about if any of that made any sense. I think it did. <laughs> no, I think, I think we did quite well, to be yeah. honest. Um. All right, that's it. That's it. All done. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tuesday Review AU. Follow me on Instagram at Channel Drifter, where I post every time I watch a movie. And you can find our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app. If you like video games, check out Alan and Jake's show, Sunrise Arcade. Nathan's also a guest host on that show. And Matty J, our good friend, has his car discussion show, Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E. You can find both those podcasts online. Just Google it. And yeah, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Thanks, everyone, again. Adios, cousins.